0: Welcome to ContenderCast, a global leadership and consumer industries entrepreneurship podcast centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now, here's your host, Justin Hahnemann. Thanks for listening, thanks for tuning in, thanks for downloading, thanks for subscribing and following. It's Justin Hahnemann, the ContenderCast, we shining a light on bright ideas. Today, we're talking about hummus, mm. I love hummus. I can't even wait. You're going to learn all about babas today. Uh, Renna Kamal is on, and I'm so glad to have you here, Renna. It is so great to meet you, and I can't wait to hear your story. Thanks for joining us.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: So cool. I I, I do love hummus, and um, when I looked at your product in all the different variations, and first of all, I was hungry, but also i think great packaging and really great flavors, and I'm jumping way ahead. Um so let's do this before we get to that. Um, share a little bit about your background. I mean, your background's like in journalism and and yeah, there's some restaurant experience and whatnot, but like not like new new food and beverage products. So talk talk to our audience a bit about what you were doing before launching the brand.
1: Yeah, yeah. So my brothers and I grew up in an entrepreneurial household, our Baba, which means father in Arabic. He immigrated from Jerusalem in the mid-70s and opened up one of the first Middle Eastern restaurants in Minnesota in 1979. So almost 44 years ago. And it was there where he introduced to the community hummus, baba Ganoush, tabbouleh, and other Middle Eastern staples. And it was really to a prominently white community, Yeah. So we, you know, we grew up with the richness of our Palestinian culture around us. My parents spoke to us in Arabic. My mom made home-cooked Palestinian meals almost every night. And when we weren't eating, you know, her amazing dishes, we would find ourselves at the family restaurant on the weekends. And we also spent summers in Jerusalem because it was so important for our parents. Um, It was important for them. To have us know where we came from sure. and surround ourselves with the traditions and the richness of our heritage. So looking back, we were very, very lucky. Um, but you know, being Palestinian American and having parents who grew up in a war-torn country, having experienced conflict, heartbreak. My mom's father was killed in the 1967 war in Palestine. Wow. She was only two. Yeah. Wow. So she never knew her dad. Um, Middle Eastern. Politics was a fabric of my life very early on. And this is what really led me to want to become a broadcast journalist. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So I went to school for journalism. And after I graduated from college, I worked as an international correspondent in Jerusalem. And um, I was there for two years and I was able to travel across the country and interview people from all walks of life. I loved being a reporter and really having that privilege to share the stories of my people in my motherland. And I look back and I know this will always be some of the most profound years of my life. Um, I'm sure. What a great experience. Yeah, 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 it it really was. And so after two years, we moved back, my husband and I, to the Twin Cities. And I went on to progress in my journalism career as a TV host for the CW Twin Cities. And it was there where I earned a Midwest Emmy for my story. Wow, congrats. Thank you. So it was a true honor. But also during my time at the CW, I was working part-time at the restaurant, helping my dad with marketing and branding. And my brother was the GM at the restaurant at the time as well. And so that's when the seed for Baba's was planted.
0: Got it. That's so interesting. And and by the way, I spent a lot of time in Israel and Jerusalem and the, the hummus there just tastes different. The way it's made and then served, it tastes different than out of the package. So I, I want to ask you about that shortly. But um, okay. So you get into, uh, you're, you're getting into the restaurant business. Talk yeah. about what you discovered there that then you're like, hey, I think we could package this up, make a product out of it.
1: Yeah. So... Khaled, my co-founder and brother, and I were working together, and we knew we wanted to do something beyond the restaurant. My father had, you know, built the restaurant from the ground up when he was, I think, he was 19 years old. So, really, it was his dream, um, his American dream. And he built this incredible foundation for my brothers and I and really showed us what hard work and success looks like. But we wanted to do something beyond the restaurant. We wanted to build upon what he had built for us. And so that's really where the idea for Baba's sparked. And, you know, we grew up in the restaurant. We, I, I, I worked as a waitress when I was a teenager, and when I was in college, my brothers worked in the kitchen, and then they worked on the floor, so it really was a big part of our lives, and we really got to know the customers, and they were always true loyalists to my father and to all of us, and they came not only for my dad, but for the food and for the hummus, so they would always... He'd always tell us, like, you guys need to get this package. We would totally buy it at the grocery store. There's no other hummus like this. And so, as I mentioned before, we we grew up eating um, Palestinian food every night, eating the best hummus, whether that be at the restaurant or in Jerusalem. Um, but we'd always felt that our food was either missed or underrepresented in our community, especially in mainstream grocery stores. Middle Eastern products like hummus were either in specialty grocery stores or they were brands by big box retailers. So that didn't represent us, nor did it resonate with us. So we really wanted to change that with Babas and share with our community what real authentic hummus tastes like, especially being made by makers who are from the Middle East where hummus originated. So that's really where the whole concept came from.
0: Got it. Okay. Now, it's one thing to make, hummus at the restaurant and, and, and have it on the table at night. It's another to package yeah. it up and distribute it to retail yeah. stores and whatnot. How did you make that jump?
1: Yep. So, you know, Fadid and I are not food scientists. So.
0: <laughs> right. Which is okay. There's plenty of people to help with that, right?
1: So yeah, the very first thing we did was we hired a food consultant to take our original family recipe and extend the shelf life without adding any artificial preservatives. And that was so, so important to us. So we were both still working at our other respective you know jobs. I was at the CW. He was still running the restaurant. And during this time, we took our time figuring this part of the business out. And to be honest, it was very, very challenging. There were times that in that two-year span where we would put a pause because we just were not landing on the right formula. But thankfully, after a couple of years of iterating and iterating and iterating, we landed on a recipe that we were really happy with and really kept the integrity of the original recipe and that super, super creamy texture. So... In January of 2018, we crossed our fingers and we took a really big leap of faith and we launched with uh, three flavors. We launched with our traditional, we call the creamy, dreamy traditional. We also launched with a roasted red pepper hummus and a sriracha. Yum. Yeah. And it, we, we really didn't know, you know, what was going to
0: work, right?
1: What was going uh, right? <laughs> to work? Yeah. We had, we really had no idea. And we were very, very grassroots then. Um, We really, (laughs) (laughs) we still are, but we, you know, literally went from grocery store to grocery store in Minneapolis and across the Twin Cities, handing out samples and pitching our products to, to buy and deli managers. And a few amazing co-ops took a chance on us from the get-go. And from there, we really hit the ground running. We were producing in a commercial kitchen. And I remember it was such a crazy time. I was living in Minneapolis at this time and I had two little girls and I'm still at the CW. So I would be working as a reporter and you know, doing interviews during the day. And after work, I would run over to the commercial kitchen, put my hairnet on and start making hummus with my mom and my brother and you know we were so thankful to have other like friends and family my husband would come and help when he could and we would be delivering after work and demoing on the weekend it was really a hustle then but it it paid off and five stores turned into 20 20 wow. stores to 50 to 100 and now we're in over 400 Woo!
0: that's pretty huge
1: yes, that's Yeah. so it, it's been amazing
0: all right so a couple questions um which of the first 3 Sold best and or was it equal? Like, what did that look like early days?
1: Yeah, um definitely our creamy, dreamy, traditional. <laughs> nice. It's still, it's still our number one product.
0: Wow. Okay, that's cool. And then you've added other flavors over time. Like, how did you decide what to add? And and well, you know, because not all these are. I'd say look, I'll call the standard hummus flavor. Right. There's some really unique ones that you got.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I. I have to say, I think this is one of the best parts of the business coming up with flavors and new products. Right. This is where we really get to use our creative juices. And our tagline is modern Middle Eastern. And it, when it comes to our flavors, we are mashing Middle Eastern and American staples together, kind of like us. So we are a <laughs> of Palestinian. Right? I love that. Yeah. So for example... Our dill pickle is a really good example of what I'm talking about. For all of our flavors, we take our creamy, dreamy, traditional hummus. It is our base. And then we'll blend it with dill pickles or we'll blend it it with... Ratcha or, or roasted red pepper, and so on. Um, and then, you know, we also have an incredible community. We like to turn to them and ask them what flavors they'd like us to launch next. And I think as we continue growing, our community will have even more of an influence on what flavors and products to launch. Yeah, I
0: love that. Um, and that's, I, that's actually the flavor I was looking at, the Dilly Dilly Picker. It looks really yummy. Um, okay, your packaging is similar to like. Hummus, like, is that the packaging you go with? And I wrote this in the questions I sent you because I was curious. Is it easier because the customer knows, like the the shopper knows the packaging of a hummus product, and therefore it's like, okay, cool, I know it's hummus, and now I'm I'm buying into your brand. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um. So yes, our packaging is that round container that you see a lot of other hummus brands packaging with, and I'll tell you. This has been one of the most difficult parts of the business trying to find different packaging. Right. Us. Yes. And we're still in that exploration period. Sure. But I'll tell you a lot of companies don't make um packaging. Like you'll find containers that are square or that are taller or right. that are wider. But there isn't a lot of innovation. In in the
0: packaging, got
1: it. Not yet, not yet. So, and we're still a small business. Right. But it's something we're definitely keeping our eye on. But um, I will say that before we launched our brand, we really did take a deep dive into the market and the competition around us. And so many brands were sporting the same basic colors. Right. Relying yeah heavily on that simple photorealistic image to represent key ingredients. And we knew we had to stand out from the rest of the competition. So from the very beginning of Baba's, we hired a friend of a friend who is a graphic designer and he still works with us. And he worked with us to bring our vision and our story to life. So in the last five years, we've gone through three iterations, landing on what you see today. Um, but he has been such an asset to our company. And I, I really think we stand out through our authentic story, but also through our bold, playful packaging.
0: Totally. I like how you guys have done it. I like the colors. I like the black um, circle, you know, like the, the lid. It just looks really sharp. And also, like, you can see in the window what it is. You know what I mean? And yeah, uh,
1: yep. Which is important to us. And that's that's where we found a little bit of struggle there with like trying to innovate in packaging. It's really important for us to have that peekaboo window. Right. Because, <laughs> you, yeah, if you ever get your, our hand, your hands, excuse me, on our product, it's super, super creamy. And you can see that immediately as you look at our hummus. So a lot of um, companies don't offer that peek a window. That's right. I
0: like yeah. it. I like the, the one I think that would be most exciting for me is spicy delicious sriracha. Yum. I love spicy. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, one thing I'll, I'll say, though, and we've talked about this in some other episodes, is you know the customer's already trained. The good news is the customer's trained that, the, that this packaging is hummus. And so... I think what's really cool about it is you don't have to show someone it's hummus. Like, oh, this is the hummus. Oh, look, it's Baba's. You know, like, this is what I want. It's, I think it's kind of cool. You're not having to train the the shopper on some new packaging. So it's just something to think about. But um, really, really cool. So, okay, what are the keys to growth? So you've added a bunch of flavors here. What about, you know, is it getting into more stores? Is it getting into more retail chains? What does that look like?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So from day one, our route to market really has been retail, That's where our customers shop for hummus. And it really has proven to be a great route for us. And since we launched in 2018, we've expanded our product line to nine flavors of hummus. We've introduced a couple new products in different categories like pita bread and falafel. And um, we've also, as we've continued to grow... We've also gained more real estate on grocery store shelves, which is incredibly important. Our retail partners from small co-ops to larger stores like Whole Foods, Hy-Vee Foods have been incredibly supportive and incremental in our growth through the years. And I'll also have to like give a shout out to all the small mom and pops and co-ops. They've been amazing in supporting us. Um, But we recently did partner with a distributor for the very first time last summer. And they've really helped us grow beyond our state. And so now you can find us all over the Midwest.
0: Interesting. And any thoughts on food service, you know, where you've got other restaurants that may want to provide or carry your product?
1: You know, we haven't done a lot of that. We are in a few coffee shops and wine shops across the Twin Cities. But we haven't got on the side of, you know, the the restaurant.
0: Got it. Yeah, I was curious. That's an interesting thought. Um, Very, very cool. So uh, anything not work? (laughs) I always love to ask, is is there any any flavors like, ooh, no? (laughs) Or any flavor that's like, yeah, it's amazing. You know what I mean? Like anything that um, hasn't worked, though, that stands out?
1: Yeah, you know, there definitely have been flavors that don't sell as well as others. Um, We haven't discontinued anything yet. But, you know, of course, as we continue growing out of the Midwest and into other regions, we're going to really quickly discover, you know, what works and what doesn't work. And, And maybe in, you know, the Northeast, our... Mediterranean salsa Sita won't hit well with the customers. But I think we're gonna discover that quickly when we launch into new regions. But, you know, obviously, since the beginning of the business, there definitely has been a lot of bumps in the road. There have been high highs and, and low lows. You know, for me, everything from running a startup without business experience, right. wearing all that's every day as a founder, has been a huge challenge. But I do think if we really knew what we were getting into and all that comes with running a business, I don't know if we would have done it all. Sure. <laughs> but I think being naive and really believing in our idea wholeheartedly allowed us to jump in headfirst and really hit the ground running. And so it was really taking that leap of faith.
0: Yeah, I love that. And great advice for other founders, right? I and mean, be thinking about launching their brand. Um Man, this is so great. How about share with our audience where they could find you, connect with you, learn about the brand, etc.
1: Yeah. So we're available on the shelves of Cup Foods, Hy-Vee, Whole Foods, Lund's and Byerly's and so many more grocery stores across the Midwest. You can also buy our first ever e-commerce product. It's our highly acclaimed pita puffs. We just launched them a couple of weeks ago. So you can find those on our website at lovebabas.com. And also be sure to keep an eye out on our social channels. We're really active on Instagram and on TikTok And also check out our website for announcements on new store launches and product launches, too
0: man that's so great i'm excited for you um rena it's so great having you on i love your story i mean gosh you know there's you could see there's potential growth here you've got a really cool brand and and great packaging um i think you've differentiated on flavor and and like your space around um flavors and market and this this category is one that man a lot of people are interested in right it's it's really growing so i'm excited for you you got to come back on down the road and share more stories with us
1: absolutely thank you so much
0: The ContenderCast is powered by Contender Brands and is the top global consumer industries entrepreneurship podcast. You can find additional ContenderCast episodes on worldwide podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartMedia, YouTube, and other preferred podcast platforms. If you would like to be a guest on the ContenderCast, connect with us at ContenderCast.com.